you're still gonna love him in the morning we both know we're not going anywhere like we are here to make this marriage work we're here to stay so maybe tomorrow this isn't gonna feel so heavy it's not gonna feel you might not feel the same way tomorrow morning as you do right now i'm amy and i'm abby and as women we are constantly comparing ourselves to others but your life isn't supposed to look like hers Being your best self means standing firm in your decisions and always being willing to grow with a purpose. We get vulnerable and real with an honest look into the challenges and triumphs we all face. Every woman listening gets the opportunity to choose what life looks like for herself. With Valentine's Day later this week, we want to pull in a relationship episode. We all know that you're itching to have our husbands back on, giving them big heads, saying that they are your favorite episode (laughs) still. Um, But with our schedules and our kids and the guys' schedules, we couldn't fit it in quite yet, but we promise it is very, very soon. Today, it'll just be Abby and I. And by no means are we relationship experts. Like what? we are, I thought I was. <laughs> we are not experts, um, although we will have several scheduled in the next few months. So stay tuned for those. This episode, along with many of these episodes, guys, is really based on our experience, what we've learned, and we hope that a point or two resonates with you. So during this whole conversation, we're going to use terms like marriage. We're going to use terms like husband simply because that's what's familiar to us. And that's what's true in our situation. But just know that you can replace those with anything. So if the term in your life is boyfriend, if it's spouse, if it's wife, if it's partner, um, my 92-year-old grandpa, he would say lover, which always made us (laughs) squirm, especially when we had a new boyfriend over. Oh, we'd be so embarrassed when we brought them for the first time for holidays. When Abby and I look back, there are just so many areas that we could have improved on in our relationships right from the start. It takes so much practice and there's just small things that you can change to make your relationship better. So we each have two big take-home points for you and hopefully you you know one resonates with you guys. My first point of all of them is just because they do it differently doesn't make it wrong. So I mentioned this in the first episode. It's so strong that I'm reminded of it daily. If you've not listened to that episode, I highly encourage you to go back. We have lots of nuggets like this one. And this is a quote from my dear friend, Emily. So it's not something I coined. It's not something I read anywhere. Um, but her take on life is so kind. It's so nurturing. And these words just stuck with me. And they still stick with me. Like, I have so many instances in the day where I'm like, hey, Colin is doing this thing. It's weird. It's different. It's not what I would do. But sinking into it on the fact that he is a different person, but also sinking into it that he might be doing something right that I haven't thought of before, which is really hard for me to admit um, as somebody who is very strong-willed and very stubborn. So they might parent differently than you. They might do work differently than you. They might think of date nights or guys' nights out differently than you. They might put forks in the dishwasher differently than you. Wait, how do you put your forks in the dishwasher? Oh, I wish I wouldn't even have said that one because I used to be a forks down person all the time. So that when you grab them, I know. But so when you grab them, 
<laughs> they were automatically clean. And like we have kids around the house, so we don't want them to get hurt. But Colin was always forks up because they got cleaner. And I'll tell you guys, I do forks up now and I'm not turning <laughs> back. He and there's so many things that like he does differently. Like our house, if it was up to me, would be cleaned like the second after we completed a project, it would be cleaning in. And Colin doesn't do that. He's like, let's just at the end of the day, clean up everything. And you know what? We started doing that. And we're so much less stressed. Like our house, yeah, it's a little bit messier. But we followed his rule. And I like it. Yeah. Like way less overwhelm. Um, but all of these things, they used to be a huge argument. So maybe not the forks thing, but having a clean house, doing things like urgently, it used to be a really, really huge argument. But now we simply just pick our battles and it just makes for a much better marriage and a much better family living. It's also knowing that there's no pressure to be the same. Like we are two different people, two different people in a relationship. There's no pressure to actually be the exact same person or agree on everything all the time. I have a question for you. Uh Uh-oh. Can you give us like a more serious example? Like what is something that you guys really used to like struggle with in your relationship because he did it differently? Yeah. One big thing, I need to get to a closure immediately. Like if something comes up in a conversation right away, I need it to be done. I need to have that conversation immediately. And he's okay just like waiting a little bit. So when you guys were arguing or something, you'd be like, no, we need to hash this out. Oh, like even before, like when we started arguing, I'm like, nope, everything else, like whatever you have going on, like we're going to work late. You're not going to basketball. (laughs) We're having this conversation right now, which never led to anything good. Like we weren't ready to have that conversation at that time. Um, But knowing that both of our perspectives can equally speak, it just made our relationship more beautiful. When I finally let his opinion actually be true and valid and knowing that it could lead to some really good things. It's hard though, right? Oh, it's easier said. Like we're yes. sitting on this podcast and I'm like eating my words. I'm like, I know this is going to come He's up gonna again. He's going to listen to this. <laughs> He's going to be like, remember your point one on the relationship <laughs> podcast? Oh, he will. But that actually leads well into my first one, which is to learn how to argue. You know, this isn't the podcast for you if you think that your marriage or your relationship is never going to have an argument here or there. Um, But when I, when Drew and I were fresher in our relationship, I wanted to argue to win and I really dug my heels in on things. Um, I just wanted to like roast him and have him like bend at the knee and give me an apology. I didn't think I was wrong. I I didn't I argued like it was a court case and then a really bad thing that I did is I would bring in past arguments back into and somehow mm-hmm. like funnel them into this new argument and just like build a case against him. And I really one day, I don't know, I've listened to like 47 self-help books, so I don't know where this came from, but one day I just had to be like, "Amy, you and Drew getting back on the same page is more important than you being right. And sometimes you guys are just going to see something a different way because you're different people and he's not always going to feel like he did something wrong and owe you an apology. During these little tussles, I definitely would raise my voice. I felt like very spicy, um, a little dramatic. And I, I, you know, I don't know if it's 
growing older that I've cooled down a little bit or realized that the raised voice didn't get my point across any clearer. I think actually the opposite. If I raised my voice, he felt like, you know, I was out of control and my message wasn't getting through clearly. Well, and he married you because of your spice, like your boldness. Like he loves that part about you, but in an argument. (laughs) Um, So how do you feel, Amy, about like the age old wisdom of never go to bed angry? I think it is bullcrap. But you know what? I used to believe in it because you hear it so much, don't you? So when we were younger, we'd be in an argument at the end of the day. And then I would be like, fine, I'm just going to go to bed. And, you know, I was just like really heated up. And then Drew would be like, okay, me too. And then he would start snoring. And I would literally wake him up and be like, how can you sleep right now? (laughs) Even though I said I was going to go to bed, like I was just so irrational, like looking back. So now, really, I've said this a million times, but it's for me slowing my mind down. So Drew and I still will have disagreements at the end of the day. But I just say to myself, Amy, like you guys are both tired. You've had three kids. All of them just got to bed. Like that is a real (laughs) chore. Um, We're both tired ourselves. It's just not going to be the time where I'm going to be able to communicate clearly and calmly. And we're probably not going to get to a resolution if it's a big thing, you know, like I would want to. So I kind of tell myself, I'm like, aim. You're still going to love him in the morning. We both know we're not going anywhere. Like we are here to make this marriage work. We're here to stay. So maybe tomorrow this isn't going to feel so heavy. It's not going to feel, you might not feel the same way tomorrow morning as you do right now. And I've actually been able to calm myself down enough where I can go to sleep. And a lot of times it isn't as big in the morning. That being said, maybe it is, but at least you're in a calmer mindset. You're not as frazzled and you've had time to think about really what you need to communicate. I will revisit the argument. I'll be like, babe, I just have to tell you what you said really did hurt my feelings and I didn't appreciate that and clearly communicate them, clearly communicate that, but he's ready to receive it when it isn't coming in hot. And when you have time to actually have that conversation, like don't rush it. Don't try to do something just in order to get it out. And if you're a person and you're listening, you're like, but I need to like speak my mind. Like I Mm -hmm. need to say it. One thing, because I'm there, like I'm that person completely. Write it down. Could could you go to sleep or no? I wouldn't be able to fall asleep. Okay. No. So (laughs) you're like, um, screw your point. (laughs) No, no. It's it's a good, it's, it's a really good way of doing it. But one thing that I've learned from therapy is I can still get my points out with having, without having them go to him. So I have a piece of paper next to my bed that I just write down everything. So if I can't fall asleep at night, I will write down like the three things on the grocery list that are going around in my mind. I'll write down like the two things I need to do tomorrow or what I need to pick up at the store. But I also, if I have an argument that needs to be had this very second in my opinion, I'll just write down some of those talking points 
and then revisit them in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I think just the simple act of writing them down gets them out of my mind, out of my heart, onto paper. I know I'm not going to forget all my amazing points. (laughs) And sometimes I'll look at it in the morning, you guys, and oh gosh, Colin's going to totally listen to this episode. But I'll look at it in the morning and be like, thank goodness I didn't read this or say this out loud to him last night because this is not how I I got to rework some of these. (laughs) Oh, but just like writing it down and not sharing it with him right away. because that's extremely passive aggressive. Like I've definitely been there too, where I'll write a note and then like hand it to him and then walk out of the room. And that's not a way to do it whatsoever either. When you've read this, you can come and talk to me. <laughs> oh, we've grown so much. And we're still growing. Oh, like this God. entire yeah. episode, you guys, we are not perfect. We are not experts. I can say that a million times over, but it's saying these words over and over again too that just like reestablishes why we're getting married in the first place and who we're getting married to and what that person needs. Which kind of brings up my second point. So if my first point is just because they do it differently doesn't make it wrong. My second point is that his opinions matter too. His opinions. Always. Uh, <laughs> and we do have to pick our battles because he might have an opinion on something that I really, really feel strongly about. And his is just kind of like, a, eh, okay, this could be better than not. Um, I think about this with like our wedding. When we're planning our wedding, napkin choices or like bridesmaid dress color choices, for instance, I had a very big opinion and it mattered to me very strongly. To him, it all looked green. It was just different colors of green. So obviously pick your battles on these, but you are going into this relationship 50-50. His views, finances, emotions, take on life is 50% and yours is also 50%, as hard as it may be. And you're entering with somebody different. That's what makes it so beautiful. But know that everything that has happened in that person's life, um, what's important to them right now goes into how they think. So Colin and I grew up in very different households, like very different households. Our parents were different. Um, Our finances were different growing up. Just even the state that we lived in was different. Like our childhood friends were different. So of course, how we picture parenthood, how we picture a marriage is going to look different than the other person. Um, The fact that we can actually parent together is amazing to me because (laughs) we both have amazing parents. Like it's, I love my in-laws so much. I love my parents so much, but they are so crazy abstract just in how different, I keep on saying that word, but how different they parent. Give us some examples. Oh my gosh. I mean like formula feeding versus breastfeeding. Very, very strong opinions on both of those. Um, my in-laws will take the kids to go do like expensive, fun uh, things that you have to like Disney World, for instance, like my grand Colin's parents took Lucy to Disney World, where my parents are really big on go in the backyard and play with with the crazy dirt that's Six. in the backyard. Six. Like that's how you grew up. It was so much fun. Um, use your own brain to kind of get creative with that. Um, everything in Colin's family is very structured. So like they're, she knows what they're making for meals. They know what time they're going to go to the store. They know what time they're going to pick them up. Where my mom will probably show up 15 minutes late and will be like, hey, can Micah eat mac and cheese now? Like, is that something he can eat? Like, just not very scheduled. And it's fun because they are just... I can't believe that I grew up in that type of household. It probably is how I am so type A right now because I had to constantly be planning things over For and over your mom. again. Yeah, I'd be like, hey, mom, remember, track practice starts at five. Um, tomorrow's a track meet. I need to make sure I eat a pasta dinner tonight. Um, but it worked. It worked for each of us. You know what, though? I think that this is a really interesting point as I hear you talking over there because it can be really hard for people. Just quickly 
an example is I was talking to my coworker and her and her husband, they keep their finances completely separate. It's like they're in two silos living together in finances. And I was just like, why, you know, valid, but why do you guys do it that way? And she said, his parents do it this way. So in his mind, there's no other way to do it. And he's not willing to like budge from that. Mm. And I was like, interesting. This is your marriage though. Like I think it gets sticky sometimes and it's something that people need to unpack before, you know, getting into a long-term relationship. Like, Hey, where do we sit at this point? And is it something that we can live with disagreeing about forever? Because you can't enter marriage thinking that that person is going to change. Right, right. Yeah, you can't go into it with the anticipation that they're going to come more your way. You're like, I'll get him to uh-uh. join bank accounts. <laughs> you know? Oh, that does get sticky. And so many of those subjects, like whatever is important to you on your values, that can all get sticky, especially if it's really, really important to you and it's something you feel strongly about, which in this case, it sounds like your friend's husband feels very, very strongly oh, about that. Clad. Yeah. Everyone's bringing something different to the table, and you just have to know that going into it, and you have to know that your way isn't right, their way isn't wrong. You just have to figure out how to commingle, and having these conversations before you get married is also very important, especially when it comes to how you're going to do finances, if and how many kids you're going to have. Like We have friends who are still having disagreements on that um, because they didn't have those conversations before they got married, and now... It's a point of contention. Or like they it's always did, gonna be an argument. And I honestly think the other person was just like, I think I can get them to change yeah. their mind. Mm-hmm. So your second one was that his opinion matters too. I am trying to take that one in because <laughs> we're having some disagreements about decorations in our house right now. But my second point would be realize that you you and your partner are different people and be able to lean into that. So I know people listening are probably like, what are you talking about? Like, of course, duh. But I really had to learn this. Um, An example is especially when Drew and I were new parents, I would constantly catastrophize Drew's decisions. I would think, how could he plan a weekend away from our family? I could never spend a whole weekend away from Maxwell. And so it was like, it was, that's a real struggle if you're putting that on your partner. Like, I would never do that to you um, because they are a different person. I think as humans, we tend to see things through our own lens. Um, and we project our experiences on to someone else. For me, I know my personality. I've always been like a glass half full type of girl, like always a person that runs on the positive end of things, especially the past five years. I've done a lot of work on myself and my mindsets and kind of how I want to operate in this life. Um, and I had to realize that the way that I feel and the way that I want to redirect my days isn't the way that Drew has to operate. So Drew is very much a person that if he has a bad day, he just feels like okay with sitting with that. 
like he can come home and he's just, he kind of seems down and I want to like make it better or cheer him up or like, babe, we have a wonderful house and marriage and children. Why are you sad? You know? And he's like, Amy, like life and being an adult is not all rainbows and butterflies. Like you tried to make it be like, let me just have a night where I don't feel happy, you know? Um, And when he said it, I was like, that is so right. He's allowed to move through life and move through his moods without having to like quickly turn it around and and be positive about everything. And you're so positive, Amy. Do you have those days that you just want to like sink into something bad that happened or just kind of like not dwell on it, but just like be in that moment for a little bit? Well, yeah, I've definitely been working on like letting myself feel like the full range of human emotions more. So like if I'm sad, there's days that it's just, a, it's very normal to be sad. I will say I just feel better if I, you know, I know what makes me feel better now. And so I'm like, okay, I just feel anxious. I, I'm going to do a workout and that usually helps to calm me back down or like, I'm feeling kind of sad. I'm going to call my dad or, you know, whatever it is, whatever it looks like. Um, so I do just run more positive. And my dad has always said, he's like, you just have this personality where something bad happens and you sit with it for a couple hours and then you're ready to move on and go to the next thing. And that's, those are smaller things. It's not like if someone passes away or something like that, I think that I have to be, you know, back by any means. But you've also figured out the tools, Amy, which is good. Like you've figured out what works for you. But I think that with you and Drew, this is like a marriage counseling yeah. session right now. <laughs> what you when you think about Drew, you're like, oh, Drew, I know what makes me feel good. Like just try this, this, and this, and you'll be feeling feeling like peaches in no time. Yeah. So it is hard because sometimes he just other people, not just Drew, but everybody yeah. just wants to be in that moment. And that's okay too. Right. And I talked to my friend about this too, because as people that are in like deep committed relationships, you want the best for your partner. And sometimes you truly feel like you know what would help them. And so it's hard not to be like, Drew, you really need to work out right now because I know that he feels much better when he's consistent with his workouts. It's nothing about his body. The man's body is always going to have abs, although he, you know, doesn't pay much attention all the time to his diet. It's about the fact that I know Drew sleeps better. His mind is more clear. His mood is better if he is working out. And so, but I've learned, I'm like, Amy, you can't force him to do that. Like, I've got to live my life and Drew's got to live his life. Of course, we're partners. Sometimes can I make suggestions of something that would help? Yes. But can I run this person's life? No. Um, so that's the whole point, you guys. Drew and I are different people in this marriage. We're not always going to feel the same about things. We're not always going to think the same. What works for Amy is not always going to work with Drew. And as funny as it sounds, it took me a long time to like realize that. It takes 
all of us a long time to realize that, especially when you're just comparing yourself to what others look like or other relationships look like, and just how perfect everyone else seems to have it. Like by no means does what you see on Instagram or what your coworker is telling you, that's usually not their entire real life. Like there's other things that are going on in that relationship that are deeper that maybe they're not comfortable sharing with you, but just don't compare yourself to what could be looking perfectly on the other side. So to end this, we really thought that we'd leave you guys with just some ideas that we came up with. So number one, when you're thinking about making small changes right now just to better your relationship, think about what is really important to you. So what is really important in your relationship? What as a couple do you value? So not what does Abby bring to the table, not what does Amy bring to the table, but as a couple, what do you value? And this will just be changing for every single one of us, um, but writing it down and referencing back to it so that you know you can cut that person out if you're dating them or that you can immediately change it if you're married to that person and just making sure that you're always following those simple rules. One thing I thought of when we were doing this talk is that if you guys are in a really tough spot, like I know I was after we had our first child, it can seem kind of insurmountable, but small changes can really add up. I decided I was reading a book. It's called Love Unending. It is a Christian book, fair warning. Um, she just talked about greeting your husband kindly when he comes home because that kind of sets the tone for how the rest of the night could go. I started doing that. Like I read the chapter and then implemented it immediately. And it changed our relationship because before when he came in and I would like thrust the baby at him and have like complaints about how my day went and whatever, it was a hard way to start the night because I think he was coming home from a demanding job and then I like came in hot demanding. So just saying, hey, babe, how was your day? And we still do that. That that was two years ago. We still do that every day. And it feels much better. Not to say, like I was just talking about, not to say the other person has to be like, great, good. It was amazing. <laughs> they can be like, you know, it was a really busy, tough day. But that we're there for each other. You know, we're always going to be there for the other person. And regardless of the day that you're bringing to the table with that human being, you're still doing it kindly with that other person. So like right. you could have had the worst day, but it's not their fault. Like most of it isn't their fault. Right. Which is what I used to operate by. Oh, same girl, same. Um, and I think with that also just the time that you spend together. Like I know you and I both take that so seriously. And time could be simple. Like for instance, we do phone free time where during dinner and while we're in bed, we don't have our phones with us. Like there's no technology in our bedroom. You might love falling asleep to movies. That's awesome. For us, it was a distraction. So we know that the bedroom is for very specific things and that does not involve t TV. And just by having that and going to bed at the same time together every night, um, when I'm not pregnant, as a heads up, first trimester, I've been going to bed at eight o'clock and it definitely takes a toll on certain parts of a relationship when you do that. But just making it very intentional. I'm just wondering if Drew is still listening to this part of the episode because I go to bed with NBA playing every night. Um, and then what I wanted to add on to your point, Abby, is that for Drew and I, what we've really realized now that we are parents of three children is that our time as individuals 
us both feeling supported and loved to take time away from the family has been such a huge, huge thing in our relationship. As much as we love time together on a date, we just as much need time to be Amy and time to be Drew because then Amy and Drew that are coming back into the house are the most pleasant people that we can be if we get that time with our friends and the outside world. And it does take just boosting yourself up as an individual to be your best married or partnered self, 100%. Um, This all to say, and this is kind of a serious part of the conversation, but if you're in a position that you can't just spend more time together, that's not going to fix your issue, or maybe going to bed together isn't going to fix what's going on, we know that people have deeper issues than the ones that we're bringing up on this mm-hmm. conversation. If you are deep in marital struggles, a podcast isn't the resource. Like Amy and I are not the resource that you need to be going to. It would be a professional. So just know that um, we're saying that caveat. We hope that you can pick up something that might help a little bit in many situations, but this isn't going to be the podcast to just fix every single situation. So that being said, to end on a end on a happier note, we want to hear from all of you. So we were able to ask some of our friends, our parents, those who are younger than us, who are just dating people, those who've been married for years and years and years. And they came up with such good ideas. Um, one of my friends was said right away, like, define what's important in your relationship. Like, make sure that that's top priority. Mm-hmm. Never, ever date anybody that doesn't qualify for those specific needs. Loved that one. Also, that she established it early on. So when she was swiping on Tinder or (laughs) date number two, like these are people who she's a person who just is starting to date somebody. She knew that she was only going to date the person that actually matched up to that. Like she's not going to date to date. That was her prerogative. Like she's not dating just to date. And I loved that, that she was able to like sink into that and only continue with people that matched up to hers. Um, others really debunk the relationship advice. So kind of like the never go to sleep angry. They're like, no, like those things don't work for us. A lot of these things don't work for us. Um, but one of my personal favorites was when you're having a disagreement, save it till the end of the day, which we've brought up a couple times, like save it till a time that actually matters, that you actually have time, that there's no distractions. Get comfortable, get calm with your significant other. And anytime someone raises their voice, or gets defensive in any way, that person has to take off an article of clothing. And it sounds funny, but it really just makes you feel vulnerable. It brings openness to the situation. And usually by the end of it, it ends in something good. So I like that advice. I don't know. If I don't work. like that one. But you know what? That's we're all different people. Try it, Amy. Try it. <laughs> you might be getting declothed a little bit faster than Drew. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for being here for another episode of Herself. If you celebrate Valentine's Day, we hope that you have the most special one. If you could do us a quick favor and go to your podcast app, scroll down to where it says write a review and leave us a little note. That would be the most special Valentine's Day present to us. 